Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So let's get to it. Hi, and welcome to another episode of My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, and I am joined here today with Gigi, the proud owner of Whiskey the Alsatian and Bella the Rotti. And today, Gigi is going to be talking to us about her journey into fresh feeding and finding the right diet for her dogs. Hi, Gigi. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing today? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, Bella actually just uh, got all clear from her uh, vet today with her spa- recent spay. So, yeah, they come all back to the full seam ahead with playing. And oh, good. So all restrictions are off now. Yeah, it's a shame the weather isn't better, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I know. Tell me about it. We've had nothing but constant rain all day and it is so depressing. The sun hasn't even been out today, I don't think. No. But I'm an event that they had a lot of enrichment today, which was good. <laughs> um, right. So to start things off, why don't you first tell us a little bit about you and Whiskey and Bella? So we've got Whiskey. He's actually turning four years old tomorrow. It's his birthday. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> I always forget it's his birthday in January. It's the same month as mine. Yeah. Oh, happy so, yeah, birthday, he, Whiskey. So I actually just have to figure out... Um, what what we're doing for his birthday meal tomorrow so i might have to head to the shops uh, first thing (laughs) um but so we got whiskey and um he was he was weaned on raw so he came home um with both raw and kibble um so the breeder can't put them on half half and he could have gone full time on either or and we wanted to put him on raw um like full time after kind of researching the benefits of it and he he was on it for quite a while maybe a couple months until he suddenly one day decided he doesn't like it anymore oh. <laughs> and then I yeah <laughs> and then I tried different brand I tried chunky and mix, mixes and bones and started a little bit of DIY that was the first time I did DIY and I, I'm pretty sure I didn't do it right um, but just kind of experimenting what he would like we tried different completes we tried 80 10 10 and uh, nope, he just decided he didn't like, didn't like raw at all anymore. <laughs> um, so we kind of went, we, we, we tried a lot of different food. We tried kibble, we tried wet food, we tried home cooked. Um, and there was a lot of experimenting in finding out the right food for him. And eventually yeah. we did. We found a couple of brands of complete that he really liked. And like I mentioned, I didn't, I don't think I was doing DIY right the first time around. And completes yeah. made it so much easier. Um, so he was on completes for maybe about a year, year and a half. Um, and with then, no issues and no, with no, no issues, nothing at all. <laughs> and he was happy. Um, I think he could have lost some weight then, but I guess it was just hitting that kind of year and a half, <laughs> two years old age where he's, yeah. he's just about finished going. Um, yeah. And then, um, and he started being, I think it's very typical of the breed, but he started having allergies and have started itching a lot and he actually had very bad um we later found like yeast infections on his paws which restricted a lot of his training restricted a lot of his walks um and then that's when we kind of went backwards to doing an elimination diet with him oh Um, yeah because yeast and obviously gi issues and intolerances are just so like boring because 
they just stop everything don't they like they just control so much and restrict so much of what you can do like when when your dog suffers with these intolerances and stuff and then you're just saying oh this is it this is life (laughs) exactly and with allergies with all these and there's so many allergies tests out there and some some tell you that they're allergic to grass and we're like what are you supposed to do with that um yeah so yeah yeah, so we kind of have to kind of step backwards with him and then we basically went through elimination diet and we kind of found out that we think it's peas and lentils that he's allergic to um and then we kind of moved into diy again to customize a diet that's kind of right for him which we can kind of talk a little bit more about in in a little bit um and then we've got bella who we had since may may last year so she's 18 months and she's um a rescue we took in kind of quite spontaneously um but, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was, it was, it's a it's a funny she's a funny little thing it's a funny little story of how we got her um but she came to us very very malnourished she is about 32 kilos at the moment and she came to us at 20 or say 23 kilos um oh. so that's like a 12 kilo increase bearing yeah. in mind she was about nine months so there is a bit of growing between yeah, that yeah but she was skin and bones when we got her. And she was just on a standard supermarket, wet food. Um, and when we spoke to her previous owner, she struggled to put weight on her, no matter how much like food that she constantly have increased her food amount, but yeah. still struggled to put weight on her. Um, so since we got her, we did keep her on the same food for a little bit, just so that she settles in. And then we started yeah. experimenting the right food with her. And at the moment, we're, we're still in the process of doing that, um, <laughs> especially now that, like like I mentioned earlier, now that she um, just got her spade done and watching yeah. her weight a little bit more, um, yeah. we're still trying to find the right diet. And she's currently having a bit of a mix of, she likes raw, she's, she's pretty much a foodie, there's very little she doesn't like. Um, so she, <laughs> she, she, she has a little bit of raw at the moment, she's on wet food, um, yeah. she's on home cooked, she's on... Uh, quite a bit of dried freeze at the moment as well we're trying that yeah. with her she's living um, the high life she is <laughs> the funniest thing is her stomach seems absolutely fine with I um, it. that's really good though with that she jumping between it she's quite tolerant yeah. like she can tolerate quite a lot of different food I think kibble is the one that she doesn't tolerate um yeah, yeah. well but everything else she seems to be tolerating quite well it's kind of jumping in between um, so yeah. we're just trying to find what works best for her at the moment. So basically, you have two beautiful pooches and you are in a continuous battle to find the right food for them. <laughs> basically, yeah. We, we've, I'm pretty sure we've tried most of the brands on the market. <laughs> yeah, I know. But this is sometimes this is what one of the things that can be so frustrating is that I think we sometimes get oh well it is out there that there is a one-size-fits-all diet for dogs exactly, but, but it's just yeah really just not the case and sometimes it does take a bit of trial and error so you know well done you for actually persevering with it because those elimination diets as well they are tough because <laughs> I mean at first you have to find the base diet which is the one that your dog can tolerate completely and doesn't show any symptoms from and then it takes time like a few weeks at a time adding a little bit of a different food and then if you have a flare-up 
you're right back to the beginning again and you've got to like reset everything so you know well done for absolutely sticking with it all this time because I think a lot of pet parents probably just think oh I'm just going to put them back on the original food because you know that's where they seem settled even though it's not always the best thing to do there was a big push from our vets um to put them on the prescriptive kibble and that was something we really really didn't want to do um so that was something that we just have motivated us i keep going with what is it that actually works for him yeah yeah well i think it's important to know as well because then you know it's it's getting to know your dog a lot more um and it just takes the guesswork out of everything and i think like with anything if you want him to get to the best quality then you have to spend the time working at it which is just what we have to do um so now we know a little bit about your what your journey looks like in terms of feeding whiskey and bella but what was it that inspired you to feed fresh food from the beginning like was there anything that happened or was there anything in particular that inspired you to feed fresh instead of processed foods well um i think a lot of whiskey's followers will probably know but we are we're living in very very central london Um, yeah so we the humans don't eat fresh as much as we should um yes it's easy kind of living in London we'll, we'll get takeout or we'll just pick up something from the supermarket and something quick um, in the kind of like a busy life in London and so when whiskey came home to us on roll that was very new to us growing up all my dogs were on uh, wet food mostly so yeah, yeah. raw was a very new concept and actually feeding whiskey raw has introduced us actually why can't we eat fresher food yeah. as in the humans yeah, um, yeah. And we started growing fruits um, on a little patio in London. Um, <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. It, it, it can be done. Um, and then obviously now that we moved up to Sussex, kind of around the same time we got Bella last year, um, it's nice to just go out, go to the farm shops, get food locally. And it's changed how we live. Um, and then it's changed... I think I think it's the dogs that's changed our diet rather yeah. than the other way around. But obviously, <laughs> if we're cooking something fresh, they probably usually get a bit of carrot or yeah. whatever we're cooking that day. Um, so it's it's really changed our lifestyle, and that's kind of all started from kind of our breeder giving whiskey a bit of raw food to come home with. Wow! So it was just from from whiskey coming home with this raw food, and you were like <laughs> with hey. a little box of raw food. <laughs> Like, hello, what's that? Do you cook it? Do you defrost it? Do you, how do you feed this? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that's really great though, because it's something, you know, it's so simple and it's just completed this U-turn for you that it's, it just, and it can be something as simple as that. And I mean, I have been friends with you since, well, since Whiskey was a puppy and some of the meals i have seen you present for this guy is just absolutely out of this world there is nobody like all the enrichment as well like there is nobody that you know can't say that you put 110 percent in when it comes to your dogs and their food and their enrichment so just to say that all this kind of inspiration and motivation come from whiskey coming home with this random box of raw food, <laughs> is... box of raw food. and that, <laughs> that is all it is to it and i think it made me reflect it made us reflect kind of like if he's eating fresh, why aren't we? Um, yeah. And if we're prepping his food, why aren't we prepping ours? Why are we getting takeaway every other night? 
I think um, you know, it's definitely a major factor and, and it's happened for me as well because I think I have read so many books in the past what five to six years about specifically canine nutrition but based on like the research and things that are presented in these books about what's in certain foods and various methods of processing and farming and stuff it kind of because everything overlaps with the human world it kind of forces you down the rabbit hole of what a surface is happening for my dog how is it happening for me as well so I definitely do think they do make us better people don't they yeah they, just... they definitely do I mean we <laughs> often say when we meet someone new oh if they like dogs they, they can't be that they can't be that bad yeah <laughs> they're my kind of people <laughs> yeah exactly we'll definitely get along <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so basically, we know what your natural journey looks like at the moment and how it has changed your life by inspiring you to make better decisions for your health as well as your dogs. And so what in particular have been the struggles during your journey? And have there been any downfalls that really stand out for you? I mean, we know that it's tough doing the elimination diets and if you do get picky eater like whiskey suddenly decided to be um obviously it can be quite stressful for the owner when dogs don't want to eat but in terms of like anything that was particularly like a struggle for you what what what, what does that look like I think um because we were feeding whiskey on both raw and kibble at one point there was a lot of people telling me oh that's that's a bad thing to do or that's not yeah. right or a lot of vets telling me because we are seeing his vets with his poor infection that he should be on a prescribed kibble diet and kind of having a lot of opposite kind of like advice from like social media from friends from other dog parents that yeah. we know in person from professionals and I was trying to find I guess the right diet for our dog yeah. for how we live and sometimes raw isn't the answer. Like some mornings I didn't forget to defrost raw. I'm pretty sure that happens to everyone. And it's kind of like, yeah. what do I feed him that day? Or we were traveling in Scotland for two weeks. It, bringing raw with us wasn't convenient. I think it's, it's, it's a constant battle trying to find the right advice. Um, yeah. And also kind of like not believing in what's right for my dog. Yeah. Um, and I'm true believer in kind of like every dog is different every dog is different and which means every diet is different it applies to us let alone the dogs yeah um so it's trying to find how taking advice in but finding the right kind of balance and standing my ground <laughs> to go and be like i know this is this is the best thing for my dog despite yeah. some other people yeah no it's true it's true it's i think you know we've said this on a few of the episodes social media and um other forms of information especially nowadays with canine nutrition can be a really ugly place and there are lots of people that are really vigilant in their opinions and if you don't do this then you're not doing it right but there is you know I believe raw food is the best diet for a dog when it suits the dog but even I know that there are times when dogs will benefit from different types of food and it has lots of different things to take into account it's their background it's their history it's their age it's their health status it's the lifestyle you know everything doesn't always fall into place the way that people think it should do and you are definitely right to 
feed the dog in front of you in terms of your own dog and your own lifestyle. And it can be hard because the pressure <laughs> from outside, it, you know, it kind of eats away at you and then it gets you second guessing like, wait a minute, am I actually doing this right? Should I be doing this? But I think you've done really well to kind of stand up for what you believe in. That's what we should be doing for our pets. So yeah, now I can see why. Why yeah, it's a bit of a, a minefield, isn't it? Um, yeah. With all the different brands, and there's there's good brands of raw, there's bad brands of raw, there's good brands of kibble, there's bad brands of kibble, there's good brands of cooked food, and then yeah. there's other factors, as in things that whiskey might be allergic to, or costs, or subject to how you're getting that food, how you're sourcing it, um, yeah. and there's so much factors to it. It's it's a it's a minefield out there, isn't it? And I think it's not openly accepted enough, maybe that it's okay like like to feed your food like your dog the food that suits them yeah. um, that's best for them yeah. um and it might not be categorized into one type of food yeah no that's that's 100 percent. couldn't agree with you more i think you know people should be more accepting of the different diets that we choose to feed our dogs i am a strong believer in that you as the pet parent are the best person to make decisions based for your dog now if you know your dog's personality and you know their their current state you know their emotional state you know their physical state and you know i'm pretty sure you'll be able to predict what kind of decisions they're going to make in terms of food depending on their behavior recently so you know if you get this feeling you have a good feeling for a reason that your dog isn't going to want this today and that they might benefit on this type of food for a while then that is what you go with 100 percent agree with you on that one um, and it is important to always remember that you focus on your own journey and just kind of, yeah, listen to other people, but take it with a pinch of salt because you ultimately know what's best for your dog. Well, that's what I think anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it can be hard though. It can be hard because I think especially now, like social media is saturated with these different opinions about canine nutrition. But I mean, feeding fresh doesn't have to be a fully raw diet. Feeding fresh can mean like chucking some broccoli on top of some kibble. Exactly. Know, if that's what suits your lifestyle, you know, as long as your dog is getting some kind of fresh food. It's it better than none. It is better than none. And I mean, how many of us as people can say, that we follow 100% fresh food, home prepared diet every single day of our life. Because I, no, nope, I'd, <laughs> I'd be very surprised at how many of us can actually say that. And that means making everything from scratch, using nothing but fresh ingredients, because that is what we're advocating for us to do for our dogs. But it's unrealistic in some situations because we all like to have a treat every now and then, you know, we like, mcdonald's we like takeout we like pizza we like ice cream chocolate that is processed food so it's the same kind of thing and maybe that's the kind of point i'm trying to get across like it, we may be feeding raw today or this mm -hmm. morning bella might have had wet food but actually tonight i might have some apples for myself but they probably get half of it yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and it's trying to fit in fresh where we can and almost giving them a more varied diet rather than the same thing every day as yeah. much as dogs do like stability they do like the constant is trying to make sure they have that varied diet to kind of hit all the nutrition they need yeah. um whiskey for example tends to have quite low calcium from 
blood test he's done in the past. So most days or every other day, he would get a bonus um, duck neck or um, some sort of bone to just help him yes. um, meet those tough nutrition needs he need, um, might need. Yeah, well, that's good enough, I think, you know, because it's, you are aware of the fact that he does have low calcium so you are free to implement that however you like and there are lots of people who probably say to you oh he's got low calcium you should be doing this every day but you know you know how to manage it yourself by giving him some duck necks or things like that and that is completely fine because it's your journey at the end of the day and we have to do what works for you <laughs> yeah or he might have an extra egg with eggshells that day um but it's just whatever he needs that day rather than i guess the same diet every day yeah yeah i do think as well this there's this big there's this big fat theory about having to feed our dogs complete and balanced meals consistently every day every day yeah. every day and i mean i feed a diy raw food diet and i don't use a spreadsheet to calculate the nutrients in it i basically feed different quantities of different cuts of meat raw meaty bones organ meats fish you know fruits and veggies that kind of thing um, but I don't meticulously weigh out the ingredients. I don't, you know, I don't do lots of research into how many nutrients are in the food. I just basically make sure that my dogs have a good variety of different cuts. We change them every week. Some days they might get no veg. Some days they might get a bit more veg than what they normally would do. It just depends, you know, I might throw them a bit of what we've been having for tea or, you know, they might have some prepared for themselves. And I think, there is so much pressure on pet parents to to stick to this complete and balanced lifestyle that it is just so unrealistic because it's not how we feed ourselves. So why why is it such a big deal that we have to follow it for our dogs? As long as they're getting the main components of the diet and essential nutrients and a variety of sources of food, like you say, why can we not just chill out of it and just kind of go with it and get the balance over time exactly balancing over time is i guess it's promoted more over i guess maybe diy feeding but yeah. maybe it should have been seen i guess maybe more broadly among other diet among other types of diet um and big topic uh with dogs poop i mean it's really <laughs> just kind of gauging it from that isn't it yeah yeah it's yeah. just seeing the poop that they go like actually we're gonna have this for dinner tonight or we might have something else for breakfast tomorrow um, yeah and adjusting to what they need or we might have we might go for a two hour walk extra long walk over the weekend and i might give them a little bit more that evening um yeah. or we might have a rest day um because both our dogs are reactive we tend to do day off and day on depending yeah. on how their walk goes so if they have an off day and they had a lot of enrichment that they we might give them a smaller, smaller meals that day. Yeah, no, it makes or, eat, sense. or even spread their meals throughout the day. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And I'm, you know, I really admire your your passion for this kind of feeding type because I think it's so easy to get caught up in that. Oh no, you know, missing vital nutrients from the meal. What we're going to do? I'm, you know, it stresses people out, and it's what puts people off preparing food for their dogs. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know. Like you say, if one day, you know, you might go to the farm shop and they might have some duck eggs, and so you know, you might just come home and think, I'm going to treat you to a duck egg today. But if that doesn't fit within the spreadsheet of complete and balanced, you know, your dog's going to miss out on day. that. No, exactly, exactly, okay. absolutely fine. So. 
yeah no i like that i like that that's good um so look into a bit more positive what would you say is the best thing about your natural journey and what you have learned trying to find consistently <laughs> the right diet for your dogs um again reflecting back on our diet as come the humans <laughs> it's actually made us eat a lot more varied like when yeah. we've tried we've, we've tried making organ meats for us um because if we pick it up at the farm shop for example they are human grade they are <laughs> for us but oh, we yeah. often kind of then go what could we do that with that for for us um and we've we've eat more varied diets we've tried we've tried crocodile last year um which was wow. a, which was was a really nice? interesting one it was it was actually so, it was a between like meat and fish um, which I actually really enjoyed so we, we've tried more kind of different varied proteins different cut of meats um because we were picking up maybe we might be picking a little bit up for them yeah. um and we end up trying ourselves so that's that's been a really kind of fun part of the journey i do think both dogs are much much healthier um throughout kind of this process of trying different things and because our, our dogs don't have a set time where they eat every day they might not eat the same amount every day they might not eat they might have licky they might have three different licking mats or four licking mats or different types of enrichment if they are on an off day rather than two meals that day but yeah. that gives some so much more flexibility um and yes i do think dogs like routine but dogs like mine that are maybe not walked every day it just gives them that little bit more flexibility if not the end of the world if an emergency happens yeah. I need to run out to the shop the trains get delayed can't get home in time yeah. and I feel like it's a very less less business normal way um or the standard way of having the dogs at home but it, it almost it taught me that maybe things aren't as rigid as it should should be sometimes yeah, yeah. no and um, I think sorry go on I'll wait till you finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's been really good to have had these conversations with different people, um, having good conversations about it, and then trying different things out. Yeah, I think that is that's a really great kind of mindset to be in because it is such a relaxed approach to feeding your dog, like um, to feeding Whiskey and Bella. It's like we have a similar sort of feeding time every day at the moment, but that is purely because I wait until Esme is in bed before I feed the dogs because otherwise she's just trying to get the food or, you know, she's obsessed with nana and bot as she calls them um she just wants to do whatever they're doing so because obviously it's raw meat and she's two <laughs> it's safer <laughs> it's safer for everyone that she's in bed when the dogs get fed because then yeah. they can eat their meals in peace you know without having to well without me having to micromanage a million things all at the same time because that's what happens um so they they pretty much eat at the same time every day but i do think you know mixing it up a bit it does help kind of keep dogs settled in a way because they're not always kind of like on edge waiting for the next thing they're not um, expecting it in the yeah. sense that if they don't the train's delayed i can't get home for 6 30 and they yeah. eat at seven 
it's not going to be a shock to them and then the they don't eat it out about it exactly yeah. Yeah. and i think we take the same approach to walking our dogs because they react if we don't walk them every day yeah. um if it was there was a storm tomorrow and the weather's absolutely rubbish and they're used to doing two walks a day that would be a shock for them to not go out tomorrow because it's not safe enough to go out yeah, or whether yeah, it's definitely. whether it's too hot to go out that day um and giving them that a little bit more comfort when something doesn't happen yeah rather no. than have an expectation for it to happen yeah that is amazing i love that that is really amazing and i hope people get inspired by your approach to how you care for bella and whiskey because like i i just there is this tendency for everyone to kind of you know obsess over routine and whether that's with feeding or with walking and i know sometimes people only have certain times of the day where they can like take the dogs out and stuff which is you know that's what works for them but definitely because i know that these two when as soon as esme's in bed they are waiting for their dinner they are they're waiting for it and it's exactly right the more you do something like frequently the more your dogs expect it and sometimes if i am a little bit later than usual i'll come down and they'll be sat there you know like looking as if to say where is my dinner you know and it's just <laughs> it causes unnecessary stress at times so i really really do love that approach that is them um, and i do hope people kind of take take on board what you've said during this episode and try it a little bit for themselves because i think you'd probably be pleasantly surprised and also find that it helps with your own stress levels when you yeah there's just... a little bit less expectations isn't there and just <laughs> yeah. managing managing that stress both um me and my partner we both work quite high stress jobs and yeah. our day can be quite unpredictable some days I'm working 12 hours, um, some days I'm working 14 hours, um, mm. and some days I might just be working a standard nine to five, um, but we have quite unpredicted hours. So we, I don't think we've ever walked whiskey the same time every day. Yeah. <laughs> he, will, he, he might get a walk today, he might get a walk in two days time, um, but if he doesn't get a walk, we'll do, we'll do training, we'll do enrichment. Yeah. Um, but it's also doing what suits our lifestyle and between that and his reactive, what helps him kind of reset as well on kind of like a daily basis yeah no it's great it's great because you basically just see what you need in your unique situation and do that and you haven't been kind of badgered into thinking oh, i'm not doing enough for my dog you know you kind of learn about how to meet whiskey's needs at home where he doesn't go out and you've done all the research and this different things and you've put it all together and created your own master plan it's absolutely yeah, fabulous. It's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit chaotic sometimes, and um, yeah. some days we're just winging it. But, uh, but that's like between that, it works. Yeah, I mean that is that is such a realistic approach, though, because that is how life is. I mean, it well for me, every day is chaos when you've got a toddler. It is anyway, um, but and I imagine you know daily life for a lot of people is chaotic, and no two days are the same. So to have that approach with caring for your dog as well, it just kind of, it's just so realistic. And I think more people should, should do that with their dogs, most definitely. I have a lot of respect for people who has, who has like the perfect routine, whether they walk the dog every day, they finish work on time every day, they go to bed the same time every day. And I have a lot of respect because that's not something I've ever really been able to do. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but it does it does scare me if I if I was that person and maybe because I, I never was that person what happens when that routine breaks yeah. when I don't know um a couple couple months ago um Jack was working out and he dropped the 20 kilo plate on his foot on a Sunday night um broke his toe we were ah. at A&E. We were at A&E until late late Sunday nights, and the whole time I was not worried about the dogs. I know I haven't fed them. I know they haven't been walked that evening, and we were planning to walk them that yeah. evening. But I know they weren't going to stress out about it. Um, yeah. I gave them a chew before we both went to the hospital, yeah. and then um, they just they were absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, and because they're not used to, we're gonna definitely walk at seven o'clock and have dinner at seven thirty. Yeah. Um, it, it, I did break the routine that day. It might just be another day that I'm working late. Um, yeah. And as much as I admire routine, and I do think dogs do benefit from routine, yeah, it doesn't hurt to, I guess, break that a little sometimes. I think sometimes dogs do benefit from routine, but I think sometimes they don't. I think sometimes it can create stress and anxiousness and things like that. I think it all depends on how sufficiently and what kind of needs your dog has and how sufficiently those needs are met if that makes sense um, yeah. because if you have a dog which has no issues whether that's health issues or anxiety or reactivity and they're just really laid back and really you know kind of like yeah whatever then probably if that routine breaks it's not going to impact your dog and i think when everybody gets a dog they vision that, that dog as yeah. being their dog <laughs> but in today's age that is just not how it is um so i think you know it is going to be beneficial for you to kind of just take the pressure off every now and then just for like the perfect explanation with jack going to hospital you know because for a lot of people they probably would be stressing out about the dogs and that'd be something that would make the trip to hospital all that more uncomfortable because exactly. they'd want to get home which you know is stress for you and then more stress for the dogs because you'd be stressed out so <laughs> right so um from there is there anything that you would say to pet parents who may be struggling with their pet parent journeys whether that's feeding fresh or anything other um in terms of support rather than advice what would you say to them who are listening right now um I think definitely don't be scared to try things don't whether it's a mix of food um I think there is a lot there's so much kind of resource out there whether it's social media whether it's you go to a um qualified nutrition canine nutritionist um or various kind of raw feeding groups or even I'm sure there's breed groups that have kind of topics on different type of food I'm I mean, the German Shepherd and what wilder groups where they would have chains of conversation about different kind of what to feed that breed. Um, and I wouldn't be afraid to kind of ask the question, try different things, maybe go against <laughs> what some people say, if that's what you believe in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there's, there's plenty of resources out there and feed the dog in front of you. I know that's been said so many times, but feed the dog in front of you. And I, I, would, I would be like pushing you to kind of experiment a little bit um we we are mainly raw feeders um but for example if i'm doing training with bella that day raw isn't the easiest thing to train with 
mm-hmm. we're actually experimenting a lot with um, freeze-dried raw at the moment. Um, or we might have forgotten to do frost raw that day, which happens a lot. Um, <laughs> so we, we do stock a little bit of the home-cooked, uh, some of the home-cooked brands. Um, yeah. Or a few of the wet brands that I know what he is tolerant with. Um, I think going into kind of coming into 2024, I want to kind of do DIY a little bit more for whiskey again, um, because that I think that is what suits him best um, yeah. with his allergies. And with Bella, we're still kind of um, playing around with what she, because we do so much training with her, um, having freeze-dried raw really helps. Um, but there, there are pros and cons to each food. Um, so we're just trying to still find we might if she might stay on a mix of that because she does quite well on kind of mixed diets. Um, we might keep her on a mixed diet depending on what suits her that day. Yeah. So the key is to just not be afraid to wing it experiment. a bit. <laughs> to wing it a yeah. bit, to experiment a little bit. Um, I think one of the things that we need to do when deciding how and when and what and why to feed our dogs is decide on our food philosophy. Like you say, go to the different areas of research, see what everybody's saying, actually sit back, digest the information and then see what you make of it yourself. See, find what sits with you and what you feel is right for your dog. And based on that, take little chunks out of each bit of information and formulate your own plan, whether that means trying different types of food for a little while or incorporating bits of both, then that's completely okay if that's what you want to do. I mean, you don't have to just do it one certain way if you don't want to. There are benefits to, you know, trying different things like you say. So is there anything else that you would say to pet parents? I think if anything, feeding fresh does help. It has made a huge difference in both dogs, especially with Bella, um, who was on the very on the supermarket tin food, which isn't fresh, and introducing that has massively helped her have gain that weight, gain those muscle mass that she really needed, um, yeah. coming to us having skin and bones. And I think it doesn't like I said, she's not she's not on raw every day. She might be on a wet food, she might be on a home cook, she might be on food dried. But I do try and incorporate a little bit of fresh food. And it's usually just whatever I'm making for tea that day, whether I'm steaming some vegetables for us, whether I might just be chopping up some cucumbers as a snack for myself, probably chuck them a few that day. Um, <laughs> and she's quite good. I can give her a whole carrot. And actually, I saw quite a good video recently where you can freeze carrot in bone broth um and it keeps oh, her occupied, yeah keep her occupied for hours and it might just be something as simple as that and you might she might have kibble for the rest of the day um, for yeah. her main meals but it's just trying to incorporate something small every day um and it might be as little as blueberries that morning um for for yeah. my breakfast but they might get a little bit of it well some yeah. is better than none isn't it so I exactly as long as on the days where you are feeding like the processed foods just chuck them a bit of just chuck them a bit of their job fruit like you say then they still are getting that freshness in their diet which has got the moisture in and everything like that um but yeah that's great so do you have plans for the future and if the lovely listeners want to follow Whiskey and Bella's journey. Where can they find you? Um, so 
we post a lot of I won't say we post a lot of food bits on whiskey's Instagram. Um we will should <laughs> post a little bit more. We've have been a little <laughs> bit quiet on Instagram lately. Um but I am slowly moving. I will try moving to kind of posting a little bit more about um their food journey. And um Bella does I always, have her own account. Huh? I always love it when you do food posts because they just look so beautiful like if raw food and you know ground up meat could ever look beautiful the way that you present it the beautiful bowls that you have and the feeders for whiskey and bella i just love looking at your pictures because you just you're just so good at taking pictures and laying out food it's just <laughs> i think it's, all, it's mostly for my entertainment more than the dogs because they actually do not care <laughs> Well, wow, at least you're getting some enrichment out of it as well, though. Yeah, it is. It is enrichment from me, isn't it? Bella, I was just going to say, Bella does have her own account, um, but uh, Jack runs it, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure what goes on. What goes on there? So I would recommend to follow Whiskey's account. Whiskey's account. Okay. Whiskey's account. Um, but hopefully, Dog Dad won't listen to this podcast. so i will bob a link to um whiskey's instagram in the show notes um but for anyone that's listening um his instagram handle is just at whiskey alsatian and that's whiskey w-h-i-s-k-e-y that's right isn't it gg it's his whenever i'm in scotland everyone tells me that we've got his name wrong Um, yeah 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 um, uh, his, yeah, his, uh, yeah, his yeah. actual name, um, his KC name is actually spelled without the E, but we we happen to spell it with the E. Yeah, well, he's your boy. Why not? You can <laughs> call him what you want. <laughs> right. Well, Gigi, it has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you this evening. I um have absolutely loved chatting just about finding the right diet for dogs and what that could look like and also hoping to inspire people to kind of take the foot off the gas and just chill out a bit when it comes to feeding their dogs because we can get so caught up in what we might think is right or wrong and this and that and it is really important that we do take our own perspective into account when we're making decisions for our dogs and we do find something that fits into our own lifestyle so it has been such a great refreshing conversation to hear that this is the approach that you take with whiskey and bella so thank you for sharing your journey with us this evening and i hope you have enjoyed being here as well yeah we have well thank you so much for having us and uh, hopefully i know it was a little bit i guess not as conventional but hopefully um like you said it's a little bit more refreshing it is it's refreshing and this is you know this is the my dog made me do it naturally podcast it's about real life journeys and experience of real life pet parents so we're not trying to sugarcoat things we're not trying to pretend to be something that we're not we're talking about real life problems we're talking about real life tribulations and that is exactly what it is so thank you for coming on and being so honest amazing thank you so much okay thanks Gigi. we'll see you soon bye thanks for listening to another great episode of the my dog made me do it naturally podcast don't forget to check out the caption for any links discussed here today and please if you enjoyed the show follow along and listen for free on your favorite podcast app 
If you have any questions or would like to share your story, feel free to email me at mydogmademedoitnaturally at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host or any guest speakers and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure or prevent disease. And my guests express our own views, thoughts and opinions as individuals and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.